Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're gonna get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fitkovsky, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. Falls are in the need for purpose. Why? What? Let's do our reflections. There is a current movement in Australia with respect to recognizing the imp- or elevating the importance of psychosocial hazards in the workplace. We talked about the potential risk for vicarious trauma in season one and to the point where it was considered causative factors leading to suicide. And we certainly talked about workplace injury in this case. In season two, we've even talked about bizarre behaviours and disassociated behaviours from reality with uh, some argument that there was workplace stress related to this. And I think what we're seeing in season one is... We're being forced to look at these issues because um, there's been a few cases that have run up right up as high as the High Court. And um, we have to think more broadly about what a workplace is and what the impact on workers uh, is. And in season one, I spoke a lot about the need for rest and recovery and replenishment, but that's not... And by resilience. Any, and resilience. And, and yeah. that's not by any means the only intervention. Psychological interventions can be quite broad, you know, can be quite skilled in helping people identify triggers and helping to reframe situations, or you use the C word compartmentalize, mm-hmm. uh, enabling those boundary settings, those skills training. There's a lot more than just rest and recovery. I'll be first to admit that. And I think that's where we got onto candor, wasn't it? Because we were talking about... Um, People, workers need to know what the job involves and what the stresses in the job are. And even so, though, even when there's that level of disclosure, some people don't know how they'll react in a situation. They might try and predict that they'll know that. I mean, think of any relationship. You might disclose whatever historically, and then until you're embedded in that fabric of the relationship or fabric of the workplace, you don't know what's going to be a trigger for you. So it does go back to that communication. It it really goes back to just um, how you will um, effectively consult in that setting. And and, and often uh, it's really underplayed or it's undervalued just the importance of having effective communication. And you start with candour and that whole us against them and the idea of the executives of management and the worker, that, that division of labour, mm. you know, that, that's Marxian think, stuff. It's 200 years yeah, old. If, We've got to move on. If you don't have candour, then yeah. it's going to become very difficult later on where you put a worker in an, a stressful, a highly mm. stressful environment, whether it's for the Commonwealth DPP looking at um, difficult pictures or it's a paramedic going out to the scenes of accidents. Mm. You you need to talk to the workers at that point in time and say, how are you going? How are you coping? Mm. And uh, maybe build up their resilience and all sorts of things. talking to them, you actually have to have some skill set. You must have skill set to identify what sort of symptoms might be presenting that could be attributed to psychosocial harm, to stress, to anxiety? Are you looking at people who are angry? Are you looking at people who are shut down, non-communicative when they're normally communicative? Are you looking at people who are uh, drinking more, who are having sleeping disturbances? Are you looking at people who are forgetful, making errors at work? I mean, go through the list that you've got to start to have an understanding about what symptoms you're even detecting. What's your response? respond differently to the environment because that's the way they're built. 
Yeah, the, their sensory profile. What's mm-hmm. their what is their neurological makeup? How do they make sense of their sensory world and what are their behavioral patterns? We spoke about that in episode one, too. Indeed, and what's consistent in all of the cases across all of the episodes is the the effectiveness of the the way in which the information is being delivered. So the so whether or not it's an effective conversation, so whether that consultation could have been handled in a better way. There seems to be a common thread throughout all the cases where the way in which information is delivered and imparted could improve. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these cases that we talk about. So I find that interesting. Forget about the facts. The facts are very interesting, but the what's coming through is handling the exchanges. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a responsibility on the part of management. That's just how it works. But that could improve. That's certainly and, and what's coming out of And we have a duty of, of care to consult with workers, right? That, that's that's right. We discharge our duty of care, we, we consult with workers. We yep. meet our obligations. And we've talked about you don't have to have a ton of money or resource. You can do this in, in low-tech ways. High-tech ways are fabulous. You've got access to it, fantastic. But low-tech ways, things like the simulation of events and exploring it in new ways and creating tag teams, if you will, to interchange and role play and make it really exciting uh, and fun. You know, people learn when they're having fun uh, and people learn when they're fully engaged. So giving everybody a role to play within their level of comfort which was the whole idea of that tag team being able to put your hand up and say, okay, I'm going to phone a friend yeah, for a assistance. Phone mm. a friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the role, I think you brought in the role play tag teams where someone can role play, but if they start to feel uncomfortable, Correct. they just pass the role play on. Phone a friend. I'm Trej, phone mm. a friend, and Trej is suddenly on, and then Trej can't be neglectful. He has to be attentive the whole way this is unfolding because he might be on call at any time. Tap. Tap. <laughs> like in wrestling. Wrestling? Did you watch that? Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise. <laughs> I'll try that again. Yeah, that's right. Hang on. Hang on, let's try that again. Word up, bro. <laughs> Beauty, mate. We're tired. <laughs> We need some outtakes. So, Trish, in episode six, we spoke about candor, and you said, hey, candor is a two-way street. Street. Yes, I did, because it is... In episode seven, design when we work from anywhere, built oh, the built environment. That was our last one where we talked about the Well Building Institute, but then we also spoke about mental health first aid. In episode seven, Sarah. In episode seven, Trish, we talked about work from anywhere and we spoke about the new accreditation standards from the International Well Building Institute so that there are standards called well for residences. They've got the new new name that they've decided on and that'll be released soon about having those standards for the built environment, 10 design concepts to support well living at home, health and well-being, right? Knowing that you may work from home, so important. We also spoke about psychosocial health at home, and Alan gave us some really useful insights about the idea of mental health first aid, having 
limits and boundaries about that level of intervention and the referrals that should be made to skilled psychologists, psychiatric team members, depending on what the issue and is and, and medical support. Yeah, that's so important. If you've uh, if you've got a worker who you think has got uh, issues. Uh, it's really important that they get qualified assistance. I mean, you were talking about how are you even going to help people when they're in the home environment? And you went as far, Trish, as discussing the whole concept of, you know, what do you need at home and, and does an employer have a responsibility to help with fit-outs or, or yeah. you know, some refurbishment or not just an office chair? I, I know what I want, but you said this wasn't allowed. I, I want a spa. <laughs> <laughs> Too. I need a right sauna bubbles and a spa. Of bubbles of trouble. I want a sauna and a spa. I've already got it placed yeah. earmarked on the second level of my I, backyard. I, I'm surprised. I thought you would have asked for a bungee rope. No, no, no. Could have what? both. Could been have both there. a bungee rope above the spa. I, I tell you, been there, done that. I have no desire to bungee again. I just feel satisfied that I've done it once. There oh, you okay, go. Okay, right. Bungee. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, a around spa the, I could keep going with. Around okay. the spa, a slippery floor? Oh, no, I'd have that properly designed. Thank you. That would be part of the design, right? What do you want at home, Alan? If if somebody was just going to say, hey, just happen tomorrow? I think a spa big enough for at least three people. There you go. And what are you having? That's right, because you need your instructing solicitor and and the (laughs) 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 barrister, right? Is that why? Because you'd never take instructions. And the client. And the client. What will you design at home? Oh, you know, like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Or a, a, a nice coffee machine, because you know we can get you a coffee machine now. You really, that's yeah. all you're after. Well, Works has got to pay for Man. it. So. Yeah, aim low. Come on, aim higher. Uh, I, and I love the idea of the indoor outdoor wet kitchen. You know, oh, yeah, you have sca- one of those. I'd mm-hmm. love to break a wall down on my door and then make on the kitchen wall and to the deck make that like yeah. wet kitchen. Do you guys do use you that, that term? Doable at your place. You could the do wet that. kitchen, dry kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah Some of like, my Asian uh, friends have that set up. That's just how yeah, they operate. Where the yeah. the yeah. Alfresco, the walks, the smelly stuff that's always cooked outside, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend that has, not kidding, she designed this in her home. I love it. She's got a terrace home. She's got a kitchen in an open plan, but immediately behind that kitchen, behind a wall, is her real kitchen. So oh. in other words, she has just for quick little coffees that she serves mm. people, but there's no dirty dishes ever exposed. She actually has a wall, mm. a pantry, a second sink, mm. and some... Yeah, like butlers. You, like oh, my gosh, butlers, what a um, smart idea. Yeah. Double-wave sink protected kitchen from view. Love it. And you know, yeah, I'm not sure if the employer will pay for that. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in Especially when of, I'm my own employer, that's a problem. <laughs> in a lot of work kitchens or, or now, you have the the hot, boiling hot and icy oh, cold water. Yes. Oh, I love those. Should you have that at home? Yeah, except you, can you get exposure to that boiling hot water? You could at a workplace, though. Yeah. I love They those. often have the, the dual button. So you I have a girlfriend that, in, that installed one, and I was like, why was this? It was like three thousand dollars or something, and I'm like, wow, there's so mm. many places I could spend cartridge. that money. But but it yeah. is kind of nice. I do like the instant hot. hot how, water. Yeah. You know how first world is that? I know. Who cares about a kettle when you can have a direct hot water? But spa in? or just a hot water spa, tap? You know, hot spa, water. Yeah. Come on, what is right, it? Right. You guys anyway. are really great. Great inspiration. <laughs> 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 you all got a coffee machine, yeah, and it's all work. It's, it's all work. work. That's right. Okay. <laughs> eight we spoke a lot about fatigue exhaustion and burnout yes in episode eight we talked about fatigue exhaustion and burnout 
Take us back there, Trash. I know we started off dramatically with a serious case involving the one punch, but mm. what came out of that decision was reference a worker who had been doing a you know twelve hour you know, straight shift. And if you recall, Sarah, uh, you you provided some uh, perhaps some explanation as to when a person's level of generosity can right. deplete. And I can identify with that because we all know you know when you, you get cranky or you get short tempered, it was. To, to reach a point where uh, it ends in tragic circumstances, Absolutely. it's just non-returnable and, and it's the point of no return. So those responsible for work and those ensuring that the workplace is safe, um, and that includes, of course, the PCBU as well as fellow workers and colleagues, but if all of those actors in the workplace are mindful of the importance to minimise such an insidious hazard. Mm. And it's not just the hours of work, although that is an obvious and direct association with potential fatigue. It's also the nature of the work that you're exposed to, the physical demands versus the recovery that you have, the emotionally taxing kinds of events or relationships that you have at work that could cause fatigue. It's quite complex. And and the reason I caution this is if you're only looking at the hours of work, people think that this is the the protections are mitigated or housed just within industrial relations and the work agreements around shift work and breaks. It's not. It's much broader than that. It's a work system again. It's work health safety legislation. What's the nature of the work that you design? What's the job crafting that somebody does themselves Mm. to protect themselves? Are you even aware that jobs are being shaped shape-shifting occurring in the job, if you yeah. will. And, and you know, what are you asking people to do and is it realistic? Yeah, and Sarah, if you, if you go to the case law, it will confirm everything you've just said. I love being right, Alan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we love it. We love that you love being right. We, we love it a lot. <laughs> it's true, though. Work, if, it's un, if it works underwhelming, if it's overwhelming, um, unfortunately, the same conclusions can be reached. It's just finding that sweet spot... Uh, of just getting that balance right at work. You know what, it, it should be a higher ideal. It, it should be a challenge. As you say, it should transcend beyond IR, industrial relations. It should transcend beyond work health and safety obligations. It, I mean, we spend most of our time really work, our adult lives working. That's and right. now we're expected to work longer. You know, we should really explore. and. You know, four-day work weeks are being experimented with they right are. now and evaluated through research. But you, you mentioned this term, the sweet spot, which to me is like the Goldilocks principle, the yeah. just right degree of challenge that you find exciting and not overtaxing. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any the type of advice which is here to talk about all things related to work see you next time for the charts no we can start to make your girl leave you and break your heart never seek the mass appeal nah give the fans something they can take home and feel let's get started 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 who's gonna start this we're gonna start this break off style like it's edible never uncredible and highly sellable Barefoot in a skateboard bowler